And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. The only way to score is, of course, to play uh, with a handbrake off. Hello, I'm Ian Stone. This is Handbrake Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic, a little midweek edition. Today, previewing Saturday's trip to Burnley. I'm joined by Adrian Clark and Art de Roche. How are you? Morning. Sorry. Hello. 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 Sorry, how are you? Was too, yeah. much, too much of a question. Oh my God, how am I? Yeah, uh, you're okay, yeah, Art. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting there in, your, in your, what looks like a dressing gown, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and why not? This is how this is how he rocks, Tony. As long as he doesn't wear it outdoors, right? Because people who wear dressing gowns and pajamas outdoors can just do one. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Nip into the shops, (laughs) to the shops for milk in your dressing gown, your pajamas. Don't do that. Have some standards. I'm not saying you are. You if you want to wear your dressing gown, you wear it. You wear it with pride, mate. Okay. No, no, it's strictly indoor clothing. So. So, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Adrian, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I thought I was going to have the issue with how are you? I thought that was going to be a question that got me going. Well, how are you, Adrian? I'm all right today, <laughs> but I wasn't oh, yeah. all right yesterday. Oh, no. Plan. I had what I think is one of the most disastrous days of my life, <laughs> no. really. Oh, no. no. Yeah. So I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Well, it, 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 it's, it's not, not that funny. serious. So, so you Is can laugh. Okay. You can laugh. Right. Basically, Arsenal gave me, after months of sort of trying, really, to, to, to get some big guns to speak to, basically I was granted access to interview Gabriel Jesus on his own and Kai Havertz on his own. We're going to talk about their tactical roles in the team, you know, their integration, all, all things about their, you know, them and the Arsenal. I was super excited about it. And then in the evening, I was supposed to get to Stoke QPR. Not quite as good, but still, I was going to go to a game and report on it and get paid um, for all of these things. On the way down to London Colney, my car, which has not got that many miles on the clock, has never broken down before, died on me. But that was just the start. Basically, it died on me at 11.30. My car got home last night at 10.30 p.m. It was an absolute nightmare. Did you get to interview Gabriel Jesus? <laughs> I didn't get anywhere near them. So it's basically called off. I sat in my car waiting for the AA for three hours. I get towed somewhere. He gets within five miles of my house and says, I can't go anymore. I'm not allowed. So he drops me off. And then he says... Someone else is going to pick you up in the next hour. And that became six hours. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I mean, listen, this is all this is all terrible and, and I have sympathy. But I'm more worried about Gabriel Magalhaes and Gabby Jesus sitting there. No, it's, waiting, it, it was sitting, Kai Havertz. It was Kai Havertz oh, Sorry. Yeah. Waiting for an interview yeah. all this time. Possibly their muscles getting a bit atrophied or something. I'm just slightly concerned. I'd like to think someone might have given them a heads up, but they, they might have just been sat there. Yeah, who knows? So, yeah. Oh, my God. And then you missed out QPR, which, to be honest, uh, it, they did you a 
favour there, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that exciting. It was a one nil. But right. but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, one of the most depressing days ever, really. Um, so yeah, there you go. Hope today today's going to be better, surely. I, I well, it started off nicely, isn't it? <laughs> I cannot believe. <laughs> He dropped you off five miles in the house and I can't go any further. I know. Rules. That, Computer that says outrageous. no. Computer says no. They're GPS tracked and he would have got into trouble, apparently. Um, but oh, I'm just gutted because it would have been such good content and I just hope that I can get to speak to them at another point. So um, we'll see. We hope so too. I'll tell you who's loving life at the moment, unlike Adrian, uh, Kieran Tierney, loving life in San Sebastian. He was interviewed, big interview in the newspapers. Uh, he goes, I'm not big on taking pictures of food. Good, good, Kieran, because, you know, you're not eight. But every time I get a, I'm going to have to say this now, well, I don't know, Chuleton, I'm thinking is what yeah, it I might be. Yeah, I think you've got that be. right. Chuleton, it's a Basque T-bone. And he goes, I do take a picture. It's different class. And there's a dish that's rice and clams, he says, which is when he checks himself and cracks up, imagining pals back home in Scotland shaking their heads. Yeah. Yeah, shaking their heads at the fact that he hasn't had, uh, none of it is fried, I guess. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we wanted to know, if you were to be loaned out uh, to another podcast, where in the world would you like to end up uh, as he got loaned to San Sebastian? Oh, what about the dressing gown daily or something? How about that? <laughs> to be fair, I went to Japan last year for a couple of weeks. And speaking of steak, that was I had the best steak I've ever had when I was out there. So that's the first thing that came to mind um, because there were some things I didn't get to see. So I'd say going back to Japan, I actually played football out there as well. So it was a little bit of a loan, if you want to call it that. No, we'll take that. Yeah. Go and follow Grandpa's <laughs> eight, just for, you know, yeah. Arsene Wenger's sake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. To be fair, a little bit of an Arsenal connection. I did see Ryo Miyachi play oh, while I was out there. Nice. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. All right. Pulled it back. Very, very lovely. Lovely. Uh, Adrian, what about you? If I was going to get loaned, if take myself to a football, back into a football days, I, I would love a loan to the MLS. I would be all over that, um, like a rash. I just think it would be lovely to get the opportunity to play against Messi. So I'd play for one of those. Things. I'd go and play for Orlando or something, um, playing the Florida Derby. or go and play for New York, New York Red Bulls or New York City, go and live live in Manhattan. That'd be incredible. It would. And, and the standard of football is good, but it's not too good. So it's of a level where, you know, Mere mortals like myself might be able to to shine and do a bit and enjoy, obviously, the the benefits of living in a different country. You know, don't have to learn a new language. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would have gone to the MLS if I was a player now. I think I would have happily gone and retired there. Yeah, I think, do you know what? Manhattan sounds really nice now we mentioned it. I'll go there. They they uh, uh, appreciate my sort of humour, uh, I believe. And um, by the way, since Monday's podcast, it has been pointed out to us that the away fans, in fact, were singing Declan Rice's name last Sunday uh, in a 10 more years, 10 more years, Declan Rice in the 49-49 undefeated chant. I mean, I don't know if we like this. We were, oh, you weren't in on this conversation. We were talking about the fact that Declan Rice, amongst others, doesn't have a song. Do we like that one? I mean, I, I, I always find it difficult when we um, take songs for other things mm. and, uh, and change them. But in that particular case, I... I'm, I, I I quite like the idea that we're not still going on about the 49 undefeated, even though it was an amazing thing. I don't I get mind it, though. That. Ten, what's 10 years got about to, to do with it? Well, we want to, him to uh, stay for 10, 10 years. That's what we want. I mean, you're mm. right. I, I agree. <laughs> it, it's not ideal. It's a good starting point, I'd say. You, 
there have been. It's a good starting point. What yeah. you mean? So we'll sing that until we think of something better. Is what you're saying? Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, I, I had okay. ten minutes before the pod, literally ten minutes, and I thought I'll try and make up a song, and yeah. I have made up one. Have you? Yeah. And I'm not oh, saying God. it's great. The nation crosses itself at this point. What have you got? I, I've got it, and I think it's better than that, this one. It's a bit got a bit more to it, right? It's to a, it's to an Arsenal classic, Georgie Graham's magic, right? Here we go. Declan Rice's magic, he wears a magic hat. And when he saw the Arsenal deal, he said, I'm having that. He's worth a hundred million. Told Pep to sling his hook. Declan Rice's magic, he makes the Arsenal cook. There you go. I, you know what? <laughs> it isn't bad, really. It isn't bad. Uh, Art, you're laughing, but you're not saying No, I was just more laughing at, at, at the whole situation, really. Um, we do need a song fair. for him, though, don't we? We yeah. need a song for him. I, I didn't mind that at all. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, yeah, yeah maybe maybe uh, if people are listening, they can trial it yeah. at, at Burn Me Away. Um, <laughs> Imagine that if it, it gets sung. If it gets sung, and, you know, I've, I've invented a song, a Terry Santa. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you've got to basically, you've got to go to an away game, be with the fans yeah. and try it and and be prepared yeah. to be looked at and laughed at like Adrian what are you doing really and leave early as well with your car as well. that's the other thing if you go to a away game um, there's also one for Big Gabby although uh, Amy Lawrence I did speak to her yesterday and Amy did, wanted to try uh, Gabby Magalhães to the tune of Karma Chameleon as in Gabby 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 Magalhães <laughs> He no, scores right. a goal. He stops a goal. <laughs> Quite like it. Quite like it. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Oh, he's shaking his nah, head. Oh, I'm, I'm okay God. on that one. Gabby, 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 Magellan. When do you stop the Gabbies? When do you stop the Gabbies? Yeah. I think some people will do too many Gabbies. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyone who's still listening at this point, <laughs> let's talk about Saturday. Playing Burnley. Burnley, only one team in the Premier League have conceded more set-piece goals than Burnley. They're also top of the list for XG conceded from set-pieces. And Arsenal have scored the most goals from corners in the Premier League. Uh, and Burnley have conceded the most goals from corners. Um, Adrian, is it as simple as just getting some set-pieces and then loading the back post and getting Ben White to give their goalkeeper a little nudge and do what we do? Yeah, um, honestly, well, James Trafford is a, is a good young keeper. Very, very promising, but... He is a liability uh, when balls are put in the box. We you, you remember that famous decision where where Luton scored the goal against them. Do you remember where they they blatantly fouled him? Um, it was a foul. Yeah, it was a foul, but they got the goal. But that that's an isol- that wasn't an isolated incident. There's been a lot of incidents where teams have swung it under the crossbar and he's floundered. And yeah, he's he, he's the one keeper in the Premier League that I would say is the weakest at defending corners. So and and. When I analyse, and I have had to do this recently, when I analyse the, the goals we've scored from corners, they're almost always in swingers into the, into a crowded six-yard box where we either flick it to the fast, you know, on for the fast stick or, or, or crowd out the keeper. We've seen that happen as well. So uh, Ben White's brilliant at that. <laughs> ben White is an absolute menace to opposition goalkeepers. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at this match on paper, Arsenal from corners should carry a gargantuan threat. And I, I, I'd go as far as to say, I expect us to score from at least one set piece in the game. Blimey. Oh, I mean, you know what, what occurs to me when Adrian was talking there, Art, was how brutal it is 
top level uh, sport. And obviously, they've seen a weakness. Anyone has seen a weakness, and they're gonna they're gonna uh, you know pile the ball into the six yard box. I mean, it's do you not think it's a slightly strange thing that we're talking about Arsenal doing this <laughs> yeah. at Burnley, seeing <laughs> as as Sean Dyche's team when they were managed by Sean Dyche would have done that to us on any number of occasions and tried to intimidate us in that way. We're the team doing it now. Yeah, it's an interesting, I guess, turn of events when you think, especially with Arteta's first game away at Burnley. I remember after in the post-match, he was talking about how the the grass was too long and how it wasn't watered well enough. But now I think Arsenal have so many different ways to attack teams that it isn't just oh, we'll just throw it in there and do something. It's well thought out plans of attack. Yeah. Um, and on James Trafford, uh, one of those, I guess, instances Adrian's talking about where a team's just put it on him and and got success was actually Arsenal earlier in the season with Saliba, who just kind of made his run almost behind the goalkeeper. That's right. And, then, and it sort of nodded it in from no yeah, yards out. Exactly. So I think... Actually, Arteta said that they're hoping Saliba actually gets more goals um, as the season goes on. So yeah. that could be a decent one to look out for. And and meanwhile, at the other end, our defensive stats are getting better and better. 22 goals conceded, which is the best in the Premier League. Uh, XGA of 21.37, which is also first. That's goals against, right? Expected goals against. And uh, nine clean sheets, which is also first. I remember, Adrian, on this podcast, um, we have had many chats about David Raya. Uh, now, I, I mean, obviously, it's a lot to do with the defence in front of him, but they don't seem that spooked by having Raya behind them anymore. It all seems to be working out a bit better. Oh, no, yeah, it is, and it's working nicely. So, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's gone very smoothly the last few weeks. I would say that that Rye has been pretty quiet. He hasn't had to do that much in terms of shot stopping. But I, I do think that we've pressed a lot better lately. I think that, yeah, our defending from the front has improved. And there was that video going around, I think it went quite viral, of um, shots on target Arsenal faced in the last two games. Did you see it? And it basically lasts It lasts yeah. about six seconds. It's like a powder puff effort from Luis Diaz, was it? And then, yeah, Diaz. And then not really a shot from West Ham from close range. And it says, thank you very much. It's, it's a really good, it's a nice, it was a nice tweet. And, and that really tells the story. I think of of how Arsenal are keeping good teams uh, at arm's length. So yeah, but as for Raya, I think that he's looked ever more confident coming out for crosses and his distribution has been excellent of late as well. Really, really sharp. How many times has he released a player with a throw that, that has sprung an attack? I think that's become a real feature of the team lately. Yeah, and oh, I think the fact that we've basically not talked about him very much, aside from in the positive, you know, uh, doing what Adrian said, just getting the ball and, you know, Gabby Martinelli makes a run and whoosh, we're away. Yeah, I think with goalkeepers especially, if you're not talking about them, it's probably a good thing. But one thing that I found interesting against West Ham, I know we've spoken about the quick distributions, but I think West Ham, both him the defenders and Declan Rice really tried to slow the game down early on. So it's quite good to see that there is a bit of variation for when they come up against different types of teams. And was that, was that, do you think to take the hostility out, yeah. out of, uh, out of the crowd really? Yeah. Out of I the think... ones that were left. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, it yeah. is something they do quite often away from home where if it is such a, 
I guess, hostile atmosphere, then they just try and keep the ball and shut the crowd up, basically. So yeah. it's just control, isn't it? What we're talking about here, basically. Yeah, yeah. Taking yeah. the game where you want it to go. Yeah. This is Handbrake off the Athletics Arsenal podcast. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. They get a handbrake off and you can see that they are more free to play. Stone, Art de Roche, and Adrian Clark here on Handbrake Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. We're starting, hopefully, to get players back. If Gabriel Jesus is fit, do you start him or, or do you just give him a half? I mean, it's not like the boys without him didn't do great on the weekend. Adrian, what do you think? Yeah, it's. I probably would not start him. I think it, it worked pretty fine. And if. if if having a few extra days rest helps getting right for Porto potentially, because he loves the Champions League, doesn't he? And I he think does. he makes us better in the Champions League. I'd rather him feature in that game than the Burnley game. Maybe come off the bench if he's fit enough to to be involved at the weekend. And Leandro Trossard oh. uh, has scored three in the last three. Yeah. It's not like he's 
doesn't deserve another start. And, and Trossard it plays it in his own way. He plays the striker role in his own way. It's not the same as Jesus. He comes a lot deeper than Jesus would, but he still goes and roams and does a bit here, there and everywhere. And I think that that's, that's something that, that really helps the other players. It helped Saka the other day. It helped Havertz. You know, got space to run into. So yeah, I quite like that that setup. So I'd probably stick with the team that we saw against West Ham. Really, I really enjoyed Havertz and Erdegaard in behind Trossard, or, or not really in behind them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It was they, they they sort of messed messed around with it, didn't they? And then and and Saka got himself into those central positions more, which I think helped him as well he so looked, yeah he looked dangerous i mean and art we're talking we we talked to the other day about interchangeability really and that's you know where's kai havertz playing where's the andro trossard playing they're all moving around very very difficult for for defenders to pick people up yeah because they just don't have an actual body or person to mark no which i think really works to arsenal's advantage i think you saw with both the penalty and before that when Trossard's dropping deep. Saka and Martinelli are both making those runs inside. So it's really, I guess, dangerous from that perspective. But then also, I think it it works better for someone like Erdegaard as well, where he can just get into really nice pockets and then he's in ridiculous form as it is. Oh, how good was he, by the way, on uh, Sunday? It, it was beautiful to watch, wasn't it? There was one pass he made where, so I was sat in the press box and I literally went, oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, it was one where he kind of shifted the ball really quickly inside the box and played it into Saka and Saka just chipped it over, but it went just wide. Oh, that one. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That was such a fantastic mm. But yeah, he's been in his groove for a while now. I think from the Brighton game, I'd say. So it's really nice to see that he actually got a couple of assists on on Sunday. Yeah, it's a joy to watch him. It really is. We obviously have our opinions as to what we should do. Uh, but if you listen to us on Spotify, you can have your say on who should start up top on Saturday uh, in a poll under the episode description. Adrian, in terms of looking at this season against last season, we've scored more goals, conceded less goals, not by much, but we have. We're five points worse off. But in terms of the games, if you can compare like for like, we're pretty much the same. It is interesting, I think, that, that we're so close to where we were last season. The difference being that we were top and, and clear Whereas this time we're we're among the chase, you know chasing pack. So well, we are five points worse off. Yeah, at the five same points. Stage. But but you know, if we were five points better off, we'd be three points clear of Liverpool. It's I don't know. I I I don't think that is bad. I really don't because I think we have, we've gifted um, some points away this season. I think that's the real frustration. We've what missing chances against West Ham at home. Yeah, I, one, I can honestly really. say only one only one performance has been bad. Fulham and that away. was Fulham. Yeah, the, the other Fulham performances away. haven't been bad. So Fulham at home, we gifted it. We we gifted oh. them two points, didn't we? Even though even though we were trying to play out from the back, but maybe we have given away. I mean, there's five points there, yeah. isn't there? We've, looking at the fixtures we've got to come, the toughest fixtures, okay, and how we did in them last year. So Man City away, we lost it last year. So can we do better than that this time around? I think we can. I think we I can. Think we're going to have to. Well, we have to. Yeah. yeah. Tottenham away, we won last year. We'll win again this time around. Villa at home, we won. We'll win again. Man United, we lost away in controversial circumstances after that Martin- yeah, after that Martinelli yeah. one. So I would back us to, to to beat Man United or certainly get at least a point. And then you've got Newcastle at home, which was a really frustrating draw last year, that goalless draw. 
I think we can win that. So I do think we can improve in some of the on some of those big matches this time around. And the reason I've got confidence is that we are more solid at the back. We've got that blueprint now, haven't we, to 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 play against the the elite teams, the top sides, and shut them out. If we do it properly, Art, the worst is a naught naught draw, isn't it? And away from home uh, at some of the bigger clubs, that might not be a bad result. Certainly uh, away at Manchester City. I like the way he dismissed Tottenham as well. <laughs> Tottenham away, oh yeah, we'll beat them. You know, we'll outscore right? They'll probably score two, but we'll get four. You know, that's not an easy ground for us to go to. I mean, we no. were outstanding at Spurs away last year, and I so wish that Thomas Partey's volley had gone in. I'd have loved that. <laughs> I just can still hear the the, the post reverberating. That City game recently in the cup I don't know if you saw Spurs v City in the cup did you, did yeah. you, you saw it yeah. that was that was a 1-0 tonking I'm not saying Spurs are bad because they're not they're, they're a good team they're, they're, they're far more exciting they're dangerous but Man City went there and completely owned the game which gives me confidence that we can do something similar actually yeah. so we'll, we'll have yeah. to play well but we're definitely capable definitely and now's the time Art right because in the end we know that City are going to put a run together we know that Liverpool are going to be there we have to I mean I mean I mean the fact is we could win all 14 of our remaining games and not win the title that's yeah. the truth of it but we have to put a run together at this point, don't we? This is when it matters. Mm. That was the big thing after Liverpool for me, how they would respond against West Ham. And that's going to be the case after every game now. Yeah. But yeah. what is, I guess, encouraging you guys talking about, I guess, the record against certain teams from last season and if it will improve this season. I think some of them should, because when you look at uh, Nottingham Forest away in recent years, that's been a really just terrible place for Arsenal to go. Um, but they yeah. dealt with that really well uh, last Str- month. Stroll really, wasn't it? For most of it, except for the last couple of minutes. Yeah, and then Liverpool as well. I think in recent years, they've been able to turn some of those kind of bogey teams into more kind of easier games to deal with. So hopefully that trend kind of continues. Quite. Meanwhile, uh, Arsenal women won away at London City 4-0. They're into the Conti Cup semi-final. Goals from Lucas, Little and uh, Alessia Russo. I mean, we're expected to win, Adrian, in the second tier. But getting back to winning ways, we got Man United and then Spurs coming up. I mean, we talked the other day about how Jonas Eideville may be under some pressure, but there's still a lot of talent in this oh, team, isn't there? Oh, it's one of the best Arsenal women's squads uh, of all time. You know, underperforming though, aren't they at the moment? Yeah, yeah the results-wise, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was a good win. So they, they play Villa in the semis, and then it's City or Chelsea in the final, which is at Molyneux. You can get tickets for it already. I had a little look. I'm sure it'll fill up at the moment. It's just the main stand, but there's, yeah, there's lots of tickets there if people want to get in early and 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 and, uh, and book tickets for the final. I think Arsenal will be. Villa in the semi. I'd be surprised if they don't. Looking forward to the game at the weekend. They've got Man United at Emirates. Going to go to that game, 12.30 kickoff, and then do the breakdown live straight after for the Burnley game, which is obviously a three o'clock kickoff. Public transport down there or uh, you, you're driving? I'm supposed I mean, I'm to be driving. I'm slightly I'm su- concerned. I'm supposed to be getting a hire car today. So oh, uh, okay. hopefully that won't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you, uh, you been watching the women lately? I mean, they've had a yeah. lot of bad results, haven't they, really? Yeah, so I'll, I'll be at the, the game at the Emirates. And yeah, it's been, sometimes it's been very similar where they've been creating chances like against West Ham. They should have been probably 2-3-0 up 
uh, at half time. Only one no up and it comes to bite them. So they battered West Ham in that first <laughs> half. They should have been up by way more than that. Yeah. So hopefully they rise to the occasion. Yeah, quick plug. I don't know if anyone saw it, um, tweeted out there. I had a sit-down chat with Leah Valti recently. Oh, you got there, did you? <laughs> yeah, I actually made it to that one. That was the last one I went to. Uh, it was supposed to be just like that with Jesus and Havertz. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm smarting. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But Leah was fantastic uh, to talk to and and they've turned my interview into sort of about eight minutes. It's only eight minutes, but it's hopefully nice and interesting. And if anyone's got yeah, got a keen interest in the Arsenal women's team. Check it out on the Arsenal website. All right, let's have a song to finish. Uh, Adrian, what song have you got? Yaz, The Only Way Is Up. The Only Way Is Up. Baby, you and me together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right, yeah, fair enough. Okay, there is there is a Buzzcott song called Breakdown. I thought my might uh, suit you, but uh, well, okay. I'm, I'm well known for the breakdown, aren't I? And now I've had that one. That is yeah. true. You know the tune, though? Great old punk tune in the late 70s. Know, no. Probably before your time, to be honest. And not about car breakdown, by the way. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Art, what you got? Mine's still about West Ham and it's Best Day Ever by Mac Miller because everything just seemed to go right. Hopefully we can play opponents as uh, as shit as that again, to be honest, as well, because they were absolutely pants, weren't they? As good as we were. Um, I've got... Um, this is in tribute, really, to Kieran Tierney having a lovely time uh, in San Sebastian. Uh, it's Spanish Stroll. It's also a song from years before. Neither of you will know this. by a guy called Mink Deville. Uh, what a Spanish Stroll. Yeah, I know. I know. That was, I think, his only hit, to be honest with you. <laughs> he was a very colourful character. That's it for this edition. Uh, we're back after Saturday's game against Burnley. Thanks to JR Producer. Thanks to Art DeRoche and Adrian Clark. And uh, and thank you, AA, for all of those miles except for the last five. I mean, really, what the hell? <laughs> nice to speak to you all. Have a nice weekend. Ta-da. 